0: Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Ruffino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. If you're on Facebook with us, I hope that you are. We're having some technical difficulties, I believe, but we should be back It disconnected and then connected again. We've been having some issues uh, with that. But it, it, if you're on Facebook, give us a thumbs up because I can't see you. <laughs> if you're on Facebook with us, give us a thumbs up. Comment a thumbs up as well. So hopefully you're connected with us. We appreciate you doing that. But big show in store for you tonight. Ed Orsron in the news. Here comes a coaching hire. And Ed Orsron is back into the news. Is he going to go to Northwestern? I don't buy that. I don't buy that. We'll see. But we will talk about it as his name apparently has come up in some sourcing. Uh, look, I was going to talk about this last night, but with the massive debate that we had in reference to, uh, what was going on over there at ULL, I don't know, man, I I I do not know what in the world was going on at ULL last night with the debate with us, but we weren't able to talk about some LSU football one area that LSU is going to have to change and get better at this upcoming year if they want to do and have the expectations that they want to have. It's going to be on the defensive side. You don't know what you have at the current moment, but we'll talk through it uh, here tonight. Portal King getting some dudes. Not in the portal, though. Some high school players, okay, some high school players that are coming in and saying that they are committed. Players that you didn't think that we would honestly be able to get on campus, but a couple of them. Cam Johnson, the electric lefty, announced and and said that sent some Tiger emojis symbolizing that it looks like he's coming to LSU. Derek Mitchell's another guy that a lot of people didn't think that you would see. Uh, along with Jake Brown who we've been speaking on the last couple of days. Jay's got a lot of good freshmen coming in here, man. He's got a squad of dudes coming in. Christian Little, I get it. I understand. Can Nate Yeski work with Christian Little and make him better? He kind of he tweeted back that he's not done. Look at Jay work, man. Look at Jay work. So we'll talk about that. Here tonight as well, we'll go around your SEC. We'll talk a little bit of Georgia. If you want to hear about it, talk about it. Me and my buddy Joe on the Rafino and Joe show just talked about uh, what's going on at Georgia with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We're not talking about Georgia and their mishaps off the field, but here tonight we're going to talk about them on the field. And if we have enough time, the Big 12 does tell off Texas and OU. They kind of give them the middle fingers, man. Brett Yormick gave Texas and OU two big middle fingers and said, We don't need you. <laughs> so we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, let's get to a couple comments. Rick said, I saw where Demario Tolan left Auburn. He did. He sure did. Uh, Jamie on YouTube says, I know they're over there dusting already bowled crawfish. Might be. Might be. Del Bruce said. said Orzron knows it's not Northwestern State, right? Yeah, I think it, I think it knows. At least when he gets up there in that cold winter with the wind of Chicago in Evanstown, uh, he will realize very quickly where he is. I don't think it's it's not That it ain't, it ain't going there. That ain't doing it. Uh Del Dusay says, smash that like button. That's right. Holden Lee says, Christian Little says he's coming back. Yeah, it looks like he is. Looks like he is. Uh, Sharon, or Shannon, excuse me. Sorry, Shannon. Sorry, Shannon. Sh- sorry, Shannon. Shannon says, let's go. Oh, Lord. The Pirate. Yeah, but he's not wrong there. He says, MSU got a commit from Hurricanes, uh, Miami Hurricanes Saturday starter. Uh, He's not wrong there, and he's also not wrong, did y'all see this today, that uh, Mississippi State and uh, LSU are going to play at 11 a.m. for their game in Starkville. I got to be honest, if we ever have a commissioner around here for college football, nobody in the state of Louisiana needs to play 11 a.m. games. Nobody. 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 It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh Jeff says, speaking of crawfish, your boy Josh kept crawfishing last night. He kinda did. He kinda did. Um look, man. I, I mean it is what it is. ULLs um uh, can think what he wants, can think when he works. Uh Brandon, I don't think Leah Van confirmed anything when Christian Little Said that he's coming back. I don't. I don't know how you confirm that. You know what I mean? Like I get what you're saying, but I don't know. I don't know. A uh, cold case on YouTube says. I mean, on Twitter says, praying for Demario Tolan. He lost his mom and his sister back, uh, back to back. What? Is that true? Man, if that's true, God bless the young man. God bless him. Is that even remotely true? I hope it is. Cold case, let us know if that's true. All right, a couple more before we get rolling. This old vet says, I'm not even awake at that time. A lot of people in Louisiana aren't, man. A lot of people in Louisiana aren't. Uh, Pirate says, Blake, What's your gut feeling on Brandon Montgomery? So I put this on the forum. So AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. You can go and read the article we did on Brandon Montgomery. Uh, but <clears throat> it's a three-team race right now. I What I believe, this is exactly what Skeens did a year ago. Um, Skeens did a do not contact when they were that USA Baseball. And then when he was done, he went on his visits and then committed. The kid is from Mississippi, around the Jackson area. Um, I mean, we talked about this last night, but he had a 35 ACT. I kind of feel like that kid like that goes to the portal because he knows where he wants to go. Um, So, yeah. But if you want the read-up, go and read it, AYSSnetwork.com slash form or plan slash pricing. I think it's a three-team race. I think it's a three-team race. My man, Dane Bergeron, what's up, buddy? He says, good evening, Blake. Sorry I missed the show last night, but they will always be USL, the Crawfish Dusters. It's true. It's true. Adrian Bailey says, only UL should be able to play at 11 a.m. to get those 20 fans to show up to their football games. Yeah, man. I I mean, look. It needed to be said. I'm not saying that Josh is one of it. I think one of the guys on his podcast is one of these. I don't like bullying. If you're going to bully somebody, why don't you bully me? Like doing talking shit to fans. Don't. If you're going to bully, bully me. People ain't going after their wives, man. People are not going after. Like I said, if you go after my – like, even on this show, if you go after my wife or kids, you're out. I'm never unblocking you. I don't think that that's happening. Because he said, you know, they're going after our wife and kids, and I don't know, does that dude Nick even have wife and kids? Like, somebody said he didn't in the comments last night. Said that Nick doesn't have wife and kids. I don't know the kid. I don't know the dude. Paul up, Martin says, the 11 a.m. kickoff in Starkville has been out there since the end of May. Damn, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It was kind of news today, the date, and even they announced it. Even LSU formally announced it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. John says, Josh didn't like to be called UOL, but loves saying T-S-A-B. Yeah, he did. And that's why I asked him, like, man, how how are you mad that I say ULL when you say TSAB? Oh, well, it's different. No, it's not different. No, it ain't different. All right, let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. If you're watching us on FUBO, welcome, welcome, welcome. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe, we greatly appreciate you doing that. Let's get this thing rolling, man. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag and our good friends over at Born and Sons. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting, props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 that's BELIEVE50 B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline Dot AG. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs Right then, Again, GM Barno and Sons, go see him over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992, 225-664-9992. Tell him you good friend Play Blake Ruffino, sit you on by. Texas still isn't. So listen, we got a lot to discuss. We didn't get to a lot to last night, a lot that I wanted to get to. So let's get it rolling. Let's not get it. Uh any, any um, let's not just waste any time. Let's not waste any time. Not sure if you saw this news, but today it was reported. Don't know how legit it is. I got a couple texts in, but I don't know how legit it is. Apparently, Ed Orzron is um Name is floating out there for the Northwestern job. Not Northwestern State where he graduated from, but Northwestern. If you think that Brian Kelly wasn't a fit in Baton Rouge, what in the hell do you think Ed Orgeron would be at Northwestern? A high academic private institution. I don't know. Now, USC is a private school, a high academic school. Maybe that was the reason why he didn't get hired at USC. It completely backfired on them. But one thing is for certain, and I feel this pretty confidently, if Ed Orzron does find his way as the next head coach of a Big Ten team or find his way as the next head coach of a team and it's in the Big Ten and he's really close to that Chicago area, I know Northwestern has some academic restrictions. Ed going to find a way to recruit, y'all. (laughs) He going to find a way to recruit. And I will tell you, this is just the truth. If Ed Orsron does ever go coach somewhere, I know a lot of people got a lot of things to say about Ed. Ed is this. Ed is that. Ed Orsron still likes recruiting, man, and will do it. Still want a natty. He ain't going to come in here and take players from LSU. It's not what I'm saying. Just saying you don't like having another pest in your in your home. You know, there's a reason you call it an exterminator because you don't want pests around you. And I'm not saying Ed's a pest. I'm just saying he would, pest. he would be that little gnat that's always flying around your head when you go outside. He would be that little pest in recruiting. Just want to say, man, I do not think it's going to happen. Not even remotely close. But if it did, eh. has Ed Hurt learned his lessons? A lot of players at LSU had, you know, academic issues when Ed left. I think that's more on the players because Ed just let it go. Like, hey, man, it's all up on you now i'm not I'm not employed here anymore. you got to go get your education. and quite honestly, when Ed got fired after Florida, it's not his job for those kids to go to class. It's Scott's. It's Scott's at that point because your a d is there to make sure that these things are happening. It was Scott's. It's Brad Davis's, but Brad wasn't really the you know he was the interim head coach for a day interim head coach for a day. It will be interesting. I just don't think it's a good fit. I don't think Ed would like it up there. How, how Could y'all imagine Coach O trying to talk in the cold? Could y'all imagine Coach O trying to talk in the cold? I But it's not that bad. But Ed, Ed, I, don't, I don't know. And I know Ed says he has, you know, he's... Don't like people making fun of his voice sometimes, but that's your calling card, man. You gotta you gotta play into it. You gotta play into it. It's crazy though, just very quickly, because on Monday when all this was going down on the Rufino and Joe show, I came out and said, I do believe that Ed Orgeron's name's gonna fly out there. And it wasn't 24 hours later or 48 hours later, and his name was already floating out there. Ed don't want to be up no damn Chicago, no Evanstown. Now, you never know if they're the only – I mean, I never thought I'd see the day where an ex-fired LSU coach would go to Kansas, but here we we were. Now, I don't think Ed's got those kinds of issues that Les had, but what do I know? What do I know? All right. Listen, like I mentioned, we were going to talk about this last night. Okay? We were going to talk about this last night. I'll skip to Ruffino's rants till tomorrow. LSU defensively, we've talked on this show so much about how good I think the offense is going to be. I think that they're very deep at running back, O-line, receiver, quarterback. You name it, they're deep. I know, though, that there's one area of this football team that they are really, really trying to fix, and they have to fix. I think you got dudes defensively. We've talked about Omar Spates. You obviously know what Harold Perkins can do. You have more depth along the defensive line. But the personnel, really, for me, isn't necessarily the issue here. Because, again, like I've said, you've got guys that can go out here and play. I think the issue for me, if there is a massive issue that we have not discussed, is how quickly, now that you have more transfer portal guys in here, can they pick up that defense? You're going to have to be better on third down. So, look, it's there's no bones about it. Carter said this on Monday, and I kind of somewhat tend to agree with him I think that you have a team good enough to get to a playoff. I do. Can the wheels fall off? Yeah, the wheels can fall off. I still have my question marks because you're a team in year two. And even though Jay Johnson's done it, Kim Mulkey's done it, college football is so chalky that – Your your back-to-back champ is going to be favored to win the national title yet again. A three-peat has not happened. One area you have to get better at, and not just Matt House, but Brian Kelly as well, you're going to have to coach and scheme up better on third downs in crucial games. Guys, Tennessee, you were atrocious on third down. I almost want to give them a pass on Florida State because it's week one. Matt House is—he's just kind of getting back under himself. He's now the play caller. Uh, you, you, Florida State, beat you a lot of ways because they converted on third down. Yeah, I'm gonna let you slide. You didn't do well in the second half against Alabama. You didn't do well at times against Florida. You you got demolished by Texas A&M. And truth be told, if we're going to focus on Texas A&M and what they did up front offensively to your defensive line, that's not on position coaches. That's not on the D linemen. You're going to have to add depth. They've done that. They've done that. You have not gotten good enough pressure up front in the interior to sustain what you've got, like as an example, or what you've seen from teams the last two years with Georgia. Alabama constantly gets pressure into the interior. The truth is the years that Alabama defensively has struggled the most, I went and looked this up today, the times that Alabama defensively has struggled the most, they got the least amount of pressures from the interior. In 2020, probably one of their better years, when they had guys like Allen and they had guys like Big Tank Cody, they got a lot of pressures up front. That D line at times has been really nasty. You got to get in the quarterback's face in a league that has shown and saved, although that we think then he's gonna go back to a more physical style of football. You, as a collective team, have to be very good up front in the interior. You have to be. I think you've gotten really better there. Will that help out, Matt House? Now, all that being said, I know that a big focus for them is guys that have been here in year two and got a lot of reps underneath them. Maybe it helps them communicate, like Sage Ryan is a big deal. You know, like Lataris Welsh could be a big deal. Harold Perkins in this aspect can be a big deal. So you have Jacoby and Guillory, Mason Smith, Makai Wingo. Now that you're in the second part of this and you add some pieces in, you got to be better on third down in big games. Because the three games that you lost, really, actually, all four of them you lost, what do they all have in common? What they all have in common is is that you got your asses beat on third down defensively. Like if we're just – I'm not talking about offense. I'm not saying that's why they lost the game. I'm talking about what went wrong defensively. Now, You add massive pieces like Jordan Jefferson. No, not the quarterback, but the uh, defensive tackle transfer. You add guys like Parrishan. You got Braden Swenson. You go and get a guy uh, who's a five-star who maybe can put his hand down the dirt. Savion Jones looks like an absolute Adonis, an outright Adonis. Can Quincy Wiggins be big here? So, where you know that you're probably the most talented, that being out, uh, that being linebacker, because you get a guy like Omar Spates, and then you get a guy that Greg Penn, who's already seen a lot of time. Oh, by the way, Harold Perkins has moved there. The in a collective way, linebacker is probably not your issue, but you got to get better in these key situations. There's one thing for me personally that I always look at, that I always, always, always look at. If it like so is if it just to give you an example, if LSU plays at 230 and Ohio State and Rutgers are playing at 230. Now they don't do that, but I'm just giving you an example. And I want to keep my eyes on Ohio State to watch and see what they're doing. The first thing before I go back and watch any film, highlights, whatever is I 1,000% look at that box score, and the only thing I go and check is third down percentage. If you were good in that area nine times out of ten defensively, you're going to be really good. Let's not talk about LSU. I just talked about what team. I talked about Michigan versus Ohio State. Let's look at that box score. So I look at 45 to 23, and I look at the team stats. Ohio State lost because Michigan forced them to go 5 of 16 on third down, 0 for 1 on fourth down. Can't do that, man. You got to succeed at getting teams off the field. This defense under Matt House took a massive step forward. So let me rewind here. And when I look, we were just talking about Ed Orsron. When I look at what your defense was the last two years under him, and I look at where you you are now, you were light years better than where you were. Like everybody on recruiting board, message boards, mine included, people talk about, oh, Corey Raymond recruiting, and Corey Raymond this, Corey Raymond that. Well, you went from the last two years where your past defense was in the hundreds, now you're at 26. Didn't know that, did you? So probably and arguably some of the worst DB units that you've seen at LSU, you've gone from 100 to 26 in passing yards allowed. They have gotten... Batter there, they're going to have to coach these guys up to get them off the field on third down because I think Brian Kelly is such a good coach. Mike denbrook is such a good enough coach. Guys, offensively last year, offensively, you were in the top five of the country at staying on the field on third downs. You ran the ball at an effective rate. You threw the ball at an effective rate. See, people will think the offense. Oh, the offense sucked. No, the offense quite honestly, were one of the better ones that we had seen. Like when you take when you take the blinders off of Jane, you not wanting Jane to be your dude, and you start actually looking at damn Ellis, God dang, LSU is leading here too in the SEC. They have four metrics where they're in the top five offensively. Well, then what happened in these games that they lost? Oh, well, they were giving up 65% on third down plus defensively. I'm not a very massive analytical dude, right? I'm not. But what I will say, what I will say is that you got one area that needs improving. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Stephen Young. Let's get the global comments. Stephen Young says Taviano is going to have a breakout year. He can, man. He 1000% can. And you 1000% need him to. You need him to. I think the kid's really good. I think the kid's really good. I don't... Look, I'm just going to throw this out there, and I could be so wrong. What worries me about them defensively, LSU meaning, is they do not have the college experience, the college snaps. And... You saw a guy like Mekhi Garner. You saw a guy like uh, Jared Bernard Converse, Jay Ward. Man, you had a lot of seniors on this defense, man. Like a crap load of seniors in that secondary. And like I mentioned, you can go look this up for yourself. You were 26th in the country, 26th in the country at, and passing yards allowed, excuse me, I was thinking about something else, but passing yards allowed, you were 26th. Now, you take the the step back and say, okay, well, your secondary, which we all thought was going to be the worst unit, arguably, they might have been the best. They might have been the best. But but the thing that I keep looking at, though, is that I just think as an overall talented group, I think you're more talented. I I, I think you're light years more talented. Guys, Zion Alexander could be a top three-round pick. Denver Harris can be a top uh, first-round pick. Both of those dudes can really, really play. Javion and Taviano was projected as a top 50 dude in the country. What can he come in and do? You do have a lot of experience that can be on the field. Sage Ryan, is, this is his third year, man. Make or break it. Make it or break it. And then you add Andre Sam that's going to probably play nickel. He's going to be the guy that's going to have to bark out a lot of this stuff. He's the senior dude. You got Greg Brooks back there. You got a couple guys that have seen a lot of football. They're not going to get tricked by a lot of things. If they can be leaders and Matthouse can lean on some of these guys, I think on the outside and boundary and coverage skills all around, I think that you're more talented, which really intrigues me, to be honest. It really intrigues me. Ugh. Chad says, besides Mason Smith and Wingo returning DTs, uh, we have been subpar or have been subpar. Yeah, but you didn't have the depth, man. You need massive years from Jacoby and Guillory. You need a massive year from Parishan and look, Jalen Lee is going to have to give you some snaps, some very significant snaps. Can, can Ty G Hill be another guy that can come in here and do something? He's going to have to. Uh, real edo says Blake. After yesterday, could we get to see laugh, live, and love a little more? Uh, you got charisma. I just don't want to see you blow up on these ULL people. We're not doing that again. If this was a plain portion of the year, we would not have done that. It's content, man. It's content. And like I said, I don't like people be bullying. Like what they do to people on Twitter. Like they're still going at it. I'm not responding to it. Trey Patton says, man, Georgia will sleepwalk into the SEC championship playoff with that cupcake schedule. So we were actually going to talk about – I'm going to start – I'm going to come back to this in a minute because we're going to go around the SEC. I'm going to give some thoughts on what I think about uh, Georgia. Roger Dugas says, my breakout guy this year, Blake, is Zai Alexander. He can do it, man. I, I really think he can do it. Harold says your big uglies have to win the game. They have to win the game. And not only that, you got to get some of these stops in short yardage situations, right? you got to get stops in these short yardage run situations. It killed Bama a year ago against LSU and Tennessee. The two worst games that Alabama had on third down. You want to know the teams that, that, that it was against? It was Tennessee and LSU. It was their worst the entire year. Guys, remember, and the, and sometimes stats can lie, but remember when on the third down before Jane threw the touchdown pass in the back of the end zone? It's Josh Williams on a third and seven picking up a first down. He's picking up the first down on a run on third and seven. It's just it's, – you're going to have to – if there's one thing that I'm worried about is that. Like, I think you got to – that part comes down to coaching, it comes down to experience, and it comes down to do guys know what they need to do. Like, during the play, before the play goes off, have you thought about the certain scenarios? Okay, this guy ran a goal on me the last time, or – hey, man, this guy was leaning back a little bit the last time he pulled. Not a lot of pulling anymore. Or this guy really sits back on his heels. This offensive lineman sits back on his heels when they try to run something a little outside. When he really wants to get after me, he's been leaning, on, leaning, leaning, leaning all night long. Those are things that you have to pick up, and that's the only thing that picks that up is experience. It's just how the game works. If I knew now what I knew then about this game, I would have been on a different planet, a different stratosphere. You know, there's so many times I think about, man, I wish I could go back in time with the knowledge that I have now and live the life that I had then. I think about that all the time. Think about it all the time. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, a couple more, then we'll get. Uh, we we'll gotta get to a break. Uh, Bryant says we need McKinley bad. Need more star power at DT. You do got to close on it, man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. But here's the thing. This was kind of going to be my Rafinos rants because it continues to happen. The reason we had posted the Rafino's rants because Melvin Hills Jr. was going to go to Texas. It was in our pregame plans. Um, The end of the month is going to be fine. At the end of the month, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. See, y'all playing chess. I mean, y'all playing checkers. Brian Kelly playing chess. I do agree with this one statement, though. Got to lock him down. Like, it's a must. It's a must. I think as the summer rolls on, you're going to sit back and be like, man, LSU, start closing on some dudes. They're going to have to. They don't have a choice. Look, they do not have a choice. Everything LSU has, let me just tell you this, and this, go to your grave with it. Go to your grave with it. Everything LSU has, these bigger dudes, they are all in. Now, just because I say that they're all in does not mean that they're going to, you know, something can't happen. Maybe not all of them come here. Does not change the fact that they're all in. If they land a Wardell Mac, if they land a Dominic McKinley I I y'all send me the shit all the time, man y'all send me the y'all send me that stuff all the time oh this guy in Texas is saying this okay, 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 I got gotcha. you I got gotcha. you not true what he said, but I got gotcha. you I'm just gonna let it be known Mark this down as God is my witness. I've kept receipts on this one. I've kept receipts. For Texas's sake, in a way, and in, in a way, the, the 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 BS, I guess I can talk a little bit on this for Fino's rants. The the BS that Texas has posted. They kind of gotta land these dudes too. <laughs> J- just saying, you can't talk the shit that they're talking and not land these kids. Now you can say uh, the kid that kid committed what was his name, Melvin, Melvin. Uh, hell, I don't remember his name, uh, Melvin Hills Junior. Guys, I'm just, I'm just gonna tell you. Or the third, excuse me. Melvin Hill's the third. I'm just going to tell you. (laughs) I don't... The kid can be a take, and he might circle back to LSU, but he's not a take right now. You need a depth, though. I mean, man, you went back and got Jalen Lee. You could have used the depth, though. Just saying. The kid can play at Texas. This is the motto I have for every player maybe not every one of them if a kid can play in the sec he can play at lsu whether he's a depth piece whether he never sees a snap or blossoms into a star in my personal, i've always felt this way if a guy's gonna go to Ole miss if a guy's gonna go to texas who guys are at sec school now if they're gonna go there Greg Brooks was amazing for you last year. LSU did not recruit him. Tyrus White or Tyrus Wheat went to Mississippi State. Ed Orsrun said the kid can't play. Kid just got drafted. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. <laughs> kid just got drafted. The kid could play. Just saying. All right, we need to take a break. I'll get to some of these comments when we come back from it. Uh, Jay Johnson getting some really good news. A lot of recruits, a lot of players might be returning. Or not actually returning, but actually going to come to campus. Christian Little might come back. He said he's coming back. Let's see if he does. Talk about a good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty and our good friends over at Blue Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well Tyler's the man he's here for you. If you wanna buy or sell, well it's not too late. Down nine five five zero 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 eight. Just call nine five five zero 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 eight Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. This episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Blue Chew. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that confidence where it matters the most in the bedroom. Listen up, bluechew.com. They always say that first impressions are always the most important. What about those lasting ones? They say there's nothing sexier than a man with confidence. Blue Chew gives you that confidence back. Try Blue Chew for free today when you use our promo code SPORTS20 at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SPORTS20. You will receive that first month free of charge. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Do you need some Blue Chew? Guys can't get it up. Go to Bluetooth. You ding a not a-working. <laughs> all right, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Bluetooth, I mean, look, here's the truth. I did talk to some people. So when we started with the Bluetooth, I did talk to some people, and they talked about, like, how effective it was for them to get their kind of their sex life back. Man, I can all – awesome for them dude like in all seriousness in all seriousness Lance Hill says Blake do you think moving Perkins inside is the right move I do at least to try it out at least to try it out just to see just to see how it works Chad said I mean that's the worst thing that would happen I mean he's gonna play uh, Chad says, "I'm not worried about this year with defensive tackle, but we, ne- but we have now, we have no starting quality DTS beyond this year. It's true. Uh, we only have one tackle between last year's class and this year's class. It's true. That's true. Very true. Jimmy's gonna have to pick it up, brother. Like I hate it for Jimmy, but Jimmy's gonna have to get some dudes in here." New new DC Jimmy I mean new D line coach Jimmy Lindsay. Like they're gonna have to do it. They're gonna have to go on the portal. They're gonna have to go on the portal again. You gotta get interior pressure, man. You gotta get interior pressure. It's just, it's just the truth. Great teams have interior pressure. They have great interior pressure. All right. Let's go through this very quickly. Look, so there are a lot of uh, players that are coming out and saying, like Cam Johnson, Jake Brown, or, or Brown, um, who have pretty much signaled Christian Little that are coming back or coming in. I keep saying coming back for whatever reason, but that are coming into – that are coming into – This situation where either they were drafted or they weren't drafted, didn't go where they thought they were going to go, they're coming to LSU. Like, I look at, and I'm just saving a couple of these, like, I look at Derek Mitchell as as an outright dude, man. Derek Mitchell is a dude. Didn't know if he would get drafted, didn't know really what's going to happen. He's coming on campus. Paxton Kling apparently is red hot this summer so far. Can he stay that way? So many great pieces that Jay Johnson is getting in here through a freshman class. Guys, you got a lot of talented. Cam Johnson, believe it or not, the lefty, the electric, electric lefty, he is bef- the highest rated dude on anybody's board. And recruiting metric, to ever make it to campus, not named Chase, uh, Chase Shores. That is nuts. He's a kid throwing, from a, a left-handed perspective, throwing 97, 98, 99 to 100 miles an hour. There was a game, I, a couple of things I saw on Twitter about Cam Johnson during the year, where he was in, a I guess, like an all-star game and a national scout was there, and he clocked him on three straight fastballs, 99, 100, and 100. That kid's in high school. By the way, they were all strikes. They were all strikes. That's a massive addition. Now, does he start? Does he come out of the pen? Can he be long relief? Who knows? But that kid's going to shut some things down. It's not really where your focus is. And I get that. What's crazy, really, is that you as fans now, at least you're doing this in baseball. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. You're glad that a lot of these high school kids are coming here. You are. You're excited. But man, <laughs> y'all worried about Bray Montgomery, Chase Shores, I mean, not Chase Shores, Bray Montgomery. Luke Holman, what's what's uh Chase Burns out here doing? Funny how that changes, man. Funny how that changes. Th- I've said this for a while. I-, I feel good at where you sit with Luke Holman. You have a Friday night guy in the SEC at minimum with him. Can you you know it feels like Chase Burns and Wake Forest maybe heating up a little bit. We'll see. What's going on there? I think you got some dudes, though, man. Newt, Appleby, guys returning. Can those guys take a step forward? Can those guys take the necessary step forward for you to get back where Jay wants to go? You get a guy like Bray Montgomery, you're on that path. He's going to be the number one overall pick next year. He's going to be the number one overall pick, more than likely. Because he's dynamic at both. 98 99, right handed reliever. He's going to come in and close. He's going to play right field. He's going to hit 15 to 20 home runs. He's going to hit 340, if not more, and he's going to be electric. One thing that I never worry about with Jay, man, one thing you can't, you're not going to worry about with Jay is can they recruit at a high level? Because they can recruit at a high level. He's doing that. You know, I see Cam Johnson's dad out here. My buddy Stan posted, don't let, you know, don't let Jay get hot. And he's out here saying, too bad. He's already sizzling. Signaling that they're coming. That they're coming to Baton Rouge. His son's coming to Baton Rouge. Man. You got a lot of young talent on this team. A lot of young talent that's getting drafted and getting drafted high. I don't – I'm not going to say this as (laughs) – this would be the equivalent of having the number one overall class in high school coming in, and you actually got majority of them that are really good, right? Like Michael Roby says, Cam Cam was ranked number 11 in the whole nation. Guys, everybody around him, that's true, everybody around him got drafted early. Early, or withdrew their name. Guys, he should have been a top 10 pick. Top 20 pick. Hell, he should have gone in the top 40 for sure. How's it LSU now? Like, imagine getting a a first-round dude now for three years. (laughs) Imagine getting Nola. Imagine getting Lang, Cole Henry. Name them. Name them. That's what that kid can be, man. That's what that kid can be. Jay's just always going to continue to be on another level. Always going to continue to be at another level. Luke Hallman's going to come in here. He's going to go in on a visit. I think you're going to get a visit from Braden Montgomery. I really do think you're going to get that visit. If Jay gets both of them, man, you're looking to repeat. You're looking to repeat. All right, let's get a couple comments. Paul Sub says we law uh, wake lost their entire weekend starters. Burns should go there for it. Also gets him out of the SEC. Yeah, it's kind of heating up. Kind of heating up. Michael Scott says Johnson can be like a Kumar Rocker, Well, he's the lefty, but I get your premise. He could be that dynamic. Yeah, he could be that dynamic man. Like he could legitimately come in here and be that good. And if you got that for three years, look what, look. I mean, <laughs> look what Vandy did with Lighter and Rocker. Anyway, uh, Big Mill says, Little is coming back great. Well, let's see what Nate Yeski can do, man. Let's see what Nate Yeski can do. Maybe he can turn something. Maybe he can turn. You know, the stuff is there, man. Like, Little has got some pretty electric stuff. He couldn't find the strike zone with a subpoena. You know, I mean, he couldn't find the he couldn't find the strike zone with a compass. Guys, he was awful with his accuracy. Can they find a way to to change it? Bryson Williams says, can DeMario Tolan come back? I think he could. I think he could. Um, But somebody said he had some family tragedies. I hope that's not true. I hope that's not true. But apparently, he's not on the Auburn active roster, which from a football standpoint, you love because you don't have to play him. That kid's going to be pretty good, you know. Anyway, all right. I do want to go around the SEC as we get out of here because we got seven minutes. Speaking on though, speaking on. So earlier we talked about LSU and what they have to accomplish. Defensively, they got to get better up front. I don't think they have to be as good as Georgia is up front. Defensively. But it would really behoove you to get players like that. We've seen LSU with sometimes subpar things in areas when they win national titles. We'll see. Guys, Georgia's not slowing down defensively. They kind of are just retooling and reloading. I think they're going to be good up front defensively. I think they have one of the fastest linebackers in the country. I think that their secondary is their weakest link and that you can really beat them there. Their front seven, again, is going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Their offensive line is big, physical, and it's going to get downhill. They are really going to run the football behind this offensive line at Georgia they're going to run the shit out of the really talented backs that they have cuz they have a really young quarterback that I think that they're trying they're going to try to they're going to try to take the ball out of his hands early think of it more like 2021 instead of 2022 Georgia but they do have some of those guys in the interior that can really play got a receiver here and there the guy went out of the portal the question will be remain the question will remain for Georgia and from an LSU perspective I feel somewhat that they are on a collision course to Atlanta in December like I do feel like LSU and Atlanta are on a collision course okay they're where they're not they're kind of like you in a lot of ways maybe projected better talent defensively they don't have a lot of experience at places got to replace a lot a lot a lot they kind of did do that though and retooling in the five stars and high four stars that they got cuz they were number one class in the country they're recruiting at a higher level than anybody right now I know A&M and Bama did what they did in NIL and start buying kids left and right like it was soda pop and a glass bottle and an old uh, vending machine that your grandparents had. Georgia's still been right there with them. You're going to have to lean. If teams are going to beat Georgia this year, because a three-peat has never been done, you're going to have to get after the quarterback. He's young. He hasn't started any, I mean, really and truthfully. And as crazy as this may sound, what does Georgia look like without Stetson Bennett? I know what you're going to say. I know what everybody's going to say. Blake Stetson Bennett was a former walk-on. Well, that former walk-on got drafted. That former walk-on won two back-to-back college national titles. It doesn't matter what he does in the pros. They had Matt Stafford, didn't do a damn thing. Got to get after him and confuse him. Because I don't think people can put a premium. People cannot put a premium on what Stetson Bennett did. Because he was the reason that they won their second national title without question. Because when their defense got tired and slow and got winded, in the second one against Ohio State in the fourth quarter, he was the one that led him back and put him on their shoulders and carried him to a natty. Nobody else, re- I mean, he had some weapons, yes. He put them on their on his back. Can Carson Beck do that? I don't I don't know that. I think he's got all the tools in the world. I think he's a big kid, he's a strong kid, he's got a really good arm. It would be impressive if they did some of the things that they did. I think that LSU and Georgia are on a collision course for December. Has LSU progressed enough to be able to go toe-to-toe with the Giants? It's the ultimate question. All right. We'll see you all guys tomorrow. By the way, by the way, by the way, tomorrow's special guest is going to be pretty amazing. To say the least. So, I'm assuming a lot of you have seen the money, uh, Moneyball. Maybe you remember a guy that played David Justice in that movie. That's where I'm going to leave it. It'll be fun. Talk some baseball. My man did an interview with Barry Bonds who was electric.